Thank you for listening to the podcast of Antioch Church, a Christian community in Bend, Oregon, being formed by the story of a God who is making all things new, including us. You can learn more at antiochchurch.org. Thanks for listening. I'm so excited to be out here in God's beautiful creation and my first time in Bend, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, it's not many of me out here. I looked around the landscape. I checked it out. I see one, two. I see y'all. I see y'all in the back. I see my people. Uh, We're all God's people, but you know what I'm saying. Um, You got to feel safe. You got to find some people that look like you. Just in case we start running in the park, I'm going to follow them. I don't know if y'all know, but black people, when we start running, we don't ask why. You know, if you ever watch movies, white people are like, what's going on? Black people are gone. We don't, we don't stay around to find out. We find out what's going on later. Uh, so it's good to be here. I, I even told uh, the guy in Starbucks yesterday, I, he said, well, what are you doing here for your first time? What's exciting that you're doing this weekend? I said, preach it. He said, all right. You know, he probably never had a preacher tell him that in Starbucks. But I'm here to preach and uh, so glad to be friends with my man, Pete Kelly. Thank you so much. And to all the staff that we sat down with last night, it is truly an honor and a blessing to be with you all today. Now, uh, I grew up in a black Baptist church, so uh, quiet Christians make me nervous. I say that everywhere. Uh, So that means if you feel like saying amen and yelling at me and standing up and throwing a shoe or something, like that's what we do. Okay, so I want you, I'm going to take everybody to the black church today. All right. And I know God's church is just one church, but y'all know what I mean. You know, it's, it's, it's some, some cultural context. But I also uh, pastor a virtual church called 12 Church, a Roman numeral 12, uh, where we focus on the most populated immigrant growing uh, communities. So we are endeavoring to plant 12 virtual churches in the cities that we targeted. You can go check us out there. Uh, But I'm going to pray and I'm going to get into the word. Father, thank you so much for your word, for your love, for your spirit. We are here under your beautiful creation. We are also new creations. And so, God, thank you that your love made that possible. So as we get into the word today, let faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Don't let us just take preaching notes, but let us take living notes so that we can be more like you and and let the world know that the love that we have for one another is what proves that we are your disciples. So we thank you for your word in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So uh, thank you for reading the scripture. The worship was beautiful. Um, You know, I heard there's some sound ordinance problems. I'm glad you have one week left because I might get y'all a fine today. (laughs) But this going to be for a good cause. Uh, John Lewis said, if you're going to cause trouble, cause good trouble. And so the good news is always good trouble. So we're in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 21. Uh, I'm going to go back through it a little bit. But I want to start off with this quote. Dr. King said, I want to tell you this evening that it is not enough for us to talk about love. Love is one of the pivotal points of the Christian faith. 
He said this during the organization of the Montgomery boy, uh, bus boycott in 1955. Listen to this last statement. He says, there is another side called justice. And justice is really love in calculation. Justice is love correcting that which revolts against love. Love is always justice. So as we get into this word, uh, my, my title for today is Rooted in Love. Somebody say, Rooted in Love. Turn to somebody next to you, say, Rooted in Love. Are you rooted? Are you rooted in love? Rooted in love. And so as, as, as I was here yesterday, I was hungry. I couldn't wait till our little dinner. So I had to go get something and I chose to get something healthy and I'll try to look up black owned restaurants and support that. And I went to a restaurant that wasn't black owned, but I think they celebrate black people. Cause when I walked in, I said, well, there ain't no black people in here. So I guess maybe y'all just celebrate us. I don't know, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> but I still ate there, I support it. But it was some good vegan food. And you know, sometimes when you try to eat healthy, it's nasty, you know? Impossible burgers, it's like, it's impossible that y'all didn't put enough flavor in this burger. Uh, so I, I went there, but the restaurant was called Root Down Kitchen. Anybody been to Root Down? Root Down was great, I loved it. I uh, will eat some more of that when I come back. And then when we were driving to dinner, there was another place called The Root. And I said, well, I know I'm in the right place to preach this word, because Roots is all around me. And so healthy roots produce healthy fruit. Healthy roots produce healthy fruit. And as we go, as you've been through Ephesians chapter one, chapter two, and now in chapter three, just the context is the, the first chapter is the blessings of redemption. The blessings of redemption. The second chapter, I would sum, uh, summation, is the blessings of reconciliation. But today is, is the blessing of roots. So that's why I want to talk about being rooted in love. And in verse 14, Paul picks up here. He started a prayer in verse, uh, excuse me, in, 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 in chapter 1, really, and picks it back up in chapter 3. And... And starts to, he gets a little excited. I don't know about y'all, but when you, when you start talking about Jesus, does anybody get excited? That's why I say quiet Christians make me nervous because we'll go to sports games and be screaming like crazy, you know, watching the Phoenix Suns lose the finals to, it was, it was depressing, but we were yelling. I was yelling at the TV screen. And then, you know, you get in church and be like, come on, give God a praise. Hey, thank you, Jesus. You know, uh, the, the Bible says if you don't give praise, the rock's going to cry out. So just for uh, kicks and giggles from my Baptist bringing, can we make some noise for Jesus in this place? If you really are thankful that he saved you, that was, that was, that was cool. That was cool. Uh, I don't know if you know that he died on the cross and saved your soul, uh, but, 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 but that causes for a roar of praise and disturbance. I know y'all thinking about your neighbor and you don't want to disturb them, but you should cheer real loud because of what God has done. And then if they say, what is all that noise coming, coming from the park? You say, 
they'll come and ask you and they can, they might just say, well, what must I do to be saved? Just because they hear us having a good time. Because I don't, I believe Christians should be having the best parties, eating the best food, making the best noise, because we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, make some real noise. Pete, don't be mad if they find you, okay? I'll cash up you. Um, so, and I bring that up to say, because when I grew up in a black church, we had this thing called testimony service. Anybody know about testimony service? Anybody grew up in the Baptist gang? Because you know there's gangs in the church. Baptist is one of them. It's Southern Baptist, Northern Baptist, Black Baptist, Independent Baptist. We all, we all one gang. And so in verse 14, this is what Paul says. He says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of heaven and earth. So in testimony service, when I used to grow up, you know, people would go, come up to the mic and say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, <laughs> and people would just break out shouting. They couldn't even finish the rest of the lyrics, but the lyrics are for, to, just to bless y'all with it. It says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, Thank God for saving me. Can your soul cry out hallelujah? I just want to know if I'm in the right place of people who've been blood-bought because the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. All right, here we go. Now I'm ready to preach. When I think of his goodness, it's something that I just can't contain. Paul says, I fall to my knees in humility because he remembers that he was persecuting the church and dragging people out of their houses and killing them for the sake, because they believed in Christ. But then he had an encounter with God that changed his life. And because of that grace to him, he falls down and bows his knees. Sometimes we stand and pray. Sometimes we kneel and pray. Sometimes we lay down and pray. But the posture is saying, I'm so thankful that he saved a wretch like me. Y'all sang about it. And we got to remember that. That's why we got to preach the gospel to ourselves and walk and, 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 and live in that humility. And so verse 16 says, I pray. He, here he is. He's continuing that from the glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength. There's something that he wants to get on the inside of you to make you strong through his spirit, that Christ would come dwell with you in your heart. Somebody say dwell. That means literally like he's referring to not to the beginning of Christ and dwelling at the moment of salvation, but instead it denotes the desire that Christ may literally be at home in your spirit. When people come around you, they should feel Jesus. That you shouldn't have to post about it on social media to prove your Christianity. Your life should be the biggest thing that speaks about your love for God and your love for others. And he's saying that they are, they are to let Christ become the dominating factor in their attitudes and con conduct. Not political inner strength. Not material inner strength. He's talking about spiritual 
inner strength that that makes you live differently than the world. When we, we, we live as young people in this cancel culture, you say the wrong thing and everybody just cancels you and, and, and you, you can no longer have the influence that, that you once had because you don't believe what they believe. But at the end of the day, we want Christ to dwell in our hearts and it doesn't matter what your preference is and what your politics may be. Do, you, do people feel Christ in us? when they're around us. Because deep roots means deep fruit. You got to be rooted. A lot of people are talking like they know Jesus, but some of them just know the Jesus that they made up in their mind. The American Jesus, white Jesus, blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus. I told the staff last night, I said, you know, there's no white people in the Bible, right? (laughs) And the only white people in the Bible were those with leprosy. It's a fact. I'm not saying y'all got leprosy. I just want to clear that up. Pastor Amy, I want to clear that up on stage, okay? Because she might start quoting me, and I want to make sure I didn't say all white people have leprosy, okay? It's cancel culture. They come for you quick. Yeah, I'll be canceled tonight. My Instagram will be shut down on my Facebook. But there's something different that it doesn't matter if we have different po- political views or we grew up in different places. I want to be around people that, that are full of the love of God. And it starts with those deep roots because verse 17 says this, your roots, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. So if you're asking God, make me strong, ask for more love. Ask for God to fill you because love is the most powerful force in the universe because God is what? Love. Verse 18, it says, and you may have the power to understand or as the NASB says, comprehend, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is his love. Uh, I believe the Bee Gees wrote a song called How Deep Is Your Love, How Deep Is Your Love, right? I really need to know. Because we're living in a world of fools. (laughs) You got to bleep that out because we didn't pay for that. (laughs) There was a Sunday school song that my mama used to teach me called Deep and Wide. Anybody know that? Deep and wide, deep and wide, there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. See, all the kids like me now. Deep and wide, deep and wide, there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. We used to sing that, didn't even know what we were singing. We couldn't comprehend it, but there were some seeds that were being planted in us to take roots for the gospel. Man, that's why Sunday school is still a, it's still a good thing for young people. You know, uh, and, and, and church school and whatever, whatever we call it nowadays, but I grew up on Sunday school, you know. And so we used to sing these songs and not be able to comprehend. And sometimes we got to ask ourselves, do we still comprehend how deep, how long, how wide is, how high God's love is? And I like, I call what I use hip hop homiletics. I used to like to use popular songs to give biblical truth. Uh, Michael Jackson had a song called Wanna Be Starting Something. Yeah, uh uh-huh. 
Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kusa. Y'all speak in tongues. Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kusa. Mama say. But he said, too high to get over. Yeah, yeah. That's y'all part. Y'all missed it. Too high to get over. Too low to get under. You're stuck in the middle. Yeah, you know. Okay, don't act like y'all don't know. See, don't act like y'all super saved, like y'all was born singing hymns. We throw that song on right now, we turning up in Drake Park. But even that song has that spiritual truth. And then Dietrich Haddon is a gospel artist. He turned it around and flipped it. And he said uh, uh, that he picked you up and turned you around. He placed your feet, yeah, yeah, on solid ground. And then he said, too high to get over. You can't go around him and you can't live without him. That's what Dietrich Haddon is saying. He basically remixed that Michael Jackson song with the biblical truth of how high, how deep, how wide, and how long God's love is because it is so uncomprehendable because we can never fathom somebody in human form really loving us like Jesus. But that's why Paul says, I thank God for what he has done in my life. So I bow my knee because when it's uncomprehendable sometimes, his love just blows my mind. And I don't need to figure it out. All I got to do is just say thank you and lift my hands and be grateful and live a life out loud for him with the love of Christ because that's how we comprehend it. We comprehend it by reciprocating it. Don't miss that. Your roots got to reciprocate the love of God. And so that's why we should be starting something. What should we be starting? Loving people more often. Loving people that don't look like us. Learning from people, letting other people lead us. That's how we do it. Because at the end of the day, the gospel is such an amazing love story. Who in your life has died in your place to save you besides Jesus? You have a spouse. I'm sure they've been good to you. They loved you, but they get on your nerves quite often. I don't think Jesus would ever get on our nerves but he got on that cross for us to show us how deep. And, and Jesus was rooted in love because God is what? And his divine roots were deeply connected to the Father and the Holy Spirit when he came and he bled and died on a tree that once had roots. But they trimmed it down to make it his cross. Sin cut up our roots off, our roots from God, and, and, and Jesus came and became the true vine and connected us to the vine dresser so that we would bear much fruit. And he said, if you remain in me, remain in my word, remain in what I teach you, you will bear much fruit. So there has to be some remaining in roots. It doesn't matter how long a tree may have been there. Like there was a storm in Phoenix and there was trees all around us in a, in a um, I was doing a funeral, a home going service, and there were trees that were this big, but they were uprooted and they were turned over on their side. And it didn't matter how big the tree was, if the roots weren't deep, the wind would shake the tree down. 
And that's what happens even in this world of the wind and doctrine being tossed to and fro. And you got to know what you stand on because your roots got to be deep. So when the wind of politics and the wind of poverty and the wind of racism comes and tries to tear and storm through this world, those who are rooted in Christ will stand after the storm. That's, that's, that's good. That's a shout part right there. No matter what people are saying, you should believe. You say, no, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. My roots are deeply rooted in the righteous Redeemer from Nazareth. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Y'all warming up yet? He said, preach 30 minutes. Where am I? Am I 15? I don't know. I stopped counting. Because when it's good, when you're in God's presence and you're with his people, you just want to keep going. I'm not going to preach and hold you here for three hours like the black church. But I want to bring you in close. Because the world is trying to tear us apart. And Jesus is trying to draw us closer to him and one another. The world never dictates to us how we are supposed to live for Christ. The world is supposed to hate us for how we love like Christ. And if ain't nobody hating on you, you ain't done enough Jesus work yet. You ought to make somebody offended. I know some people left this church by, take your racism with you, peace. We rooted in love over here. And we're going to keep celebrating because love is contagious. So whoever will, let them come. That's what love, love is the, the best energy pull for anybody. It's like, man, they really, uh, you know, didn't judge me. They let me come close and, and I got to learn about Jesus and I got to look at people that didn't look like me and they embraced me like family. What would the world be like if believers really did what Jesus said? We keep waiting for presidents and politicians and, and, and other people in high officials to tell us what we're supposed to be doing. The, the, the Bible is our word of authority. And what Jesus did, that's what we do. Maybe we need to bring them bracelets back. What would Jesus do? Uh, do another one. Do what Jesus did. D-W-J-D. Is that do what Jesus Yeah, D-W-J-D. I'm going to start a new bracelet. Do what, do what Jesus did. Stop asking what would Jesus do. No, do what Jesus did. We at the, we're, we're at the place where we don't need to be asking those questions anymore because Paul is saying, do you comprehend it? How wide and how deep and how long his love is. He bled and died hanging on a tree. And when we are rooted in the resurrection power, no power of hell can snatch us or pluck us out of his arms. Because when he stretched his arms, he showed how wide his love was and how wide his love is. That's why we look at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I'm happy all the day. 
day. Uh, he stretched his arms wide and then he was bounced around in the judicial system for all, all night and hung on the cross. He hung and had a long time, but that long period of time of the judicial system, just like it is against mass incarceration against people of color, Jesus experienced the same thing. That's why you got to read James Cone, the cross and the lynching tree and how black people and Jesus are really related. They hung black people on trees and they hung Jesus on a tree too. It might be an indication what Jesus looked like. I don't know. He didn't have the right representation in the court system. Might be a resemblance of some people on this earth. I don't know. Might be a resemblance of some people that have been oppressed like Jesus was in a judicial system, but he, he, he went through it to show how long his love was. He endured that grueling process and the mockery and the embarrassment and the abuse so that we would be saved. He showed how long it was, how wide it was, and he showed how high it was because he humbled himself. God exalted him to the throne, the right-hand throne of God, to show how high his love for us. And then he continues to love us. Despite our past, present, and future sins, that shows how deep his love is for us. He continues to love us beyond recognition. He continues to care for us and protect us and lead us because he loves us, man. I love the Bible because it says while we were yet sinners, God demonstrated his love by Jesus dying on the cross. That is why we are here today. Stop looking for the other church and the other believer and the other ordinations and titles in the church. No, just do what Jesus did. If you comprehend his love, then our only living worship is to love and obey him and do what he did. Paul continues his prayer. I'm almost done. He says, may you experience the love of Christ Though it is too great to understand fully, it's too great. It surpasses knowledge. Then you will be made complete. Somebody say complete. With all the fullness, Paul uses this, this, this agricultural being rooted like a plant, but being established like a building. I'm telling you, when plants have healthy roots, they produce healthy fruit. Healthy leaves that prosper and shall won't wither. When, when, when buildings are established firmly, nothing can shake them. I, I was in Greece last year and in Santorini, and there were churches all over the place. There was, and, and if y'all know about Santorini, there was a big lava explosion, and, 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 and that's why the land is the way it is. But there's only certain fruit that can grow in those roots in that, that lava soil. But the thing about that, that's a good thing. That's talking about the rooted and being planted. But the establishment of the buildings, guess what happened? There was a great earth, earthquake in that place. And none of the churches were demolished. I said, boy, y'all church folk don't know when to shout. I said, what you say? What, what, what? The churches 
remained established. While everything else shook around them and was destroyed, the 65 home churches, the small little churches, their churches could fit on this stage, but they had multiple ones. And the church, when the church is established in love, no matter what politics, how it shakes up the world and poverty shakes up the world and the prison, private prison system shakes up the world, the church should be steady and established and rooted in love. Man, I'm not talking about the building, y'all. I'm talking about y'all. I'm talking about us. We are the what? The church. So let's start acting like it. Amen. I'm almost done. It's my second close. I grew up Baptist. I got at least three. (laughs) Here's three points for you, three truths I want to leave with you today from this text. His love involves our comprehension. Okay? That's what the Bible just said. Secondly, his love invokes our completeness. He said, once you comprehend it, you won't be able to. It's going to surpass your knowledge. But once you accept it, you have the fullness of the Godhead in you, working in you to remind you that you are the chosen, the called, the beloved, the kept of God. And then the last thing his love does, his love includes our connection. So his love, his comprehension, and then it completes us, but it connects us. His love is supposed to connect us. I mean, COVID made things real weird, right? Like I was greeting some people and I didn't know, do you shake, 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 hug, what are we doing? We're doing the robot. I mean, it's like, but when we understand, we don't, it, without COVID, without quarantine, we are supposed to be connected like never before. You're my family. We don't look the same. We don't have the last name, but we bought with the same blood. <laughs> that makes us family. You be like, man, I got a black preacher in my family, y'all. Man, he said we connected. He cool, too. His red shoes. I see y'all looking. (laughs) I want to end on this. This quote from Marissa Donnelly. She said, we must be rooted in love so that this is the most powerful, because this is the most powerful force within us. So that regardless of what we face or what happens to us, we are grounded in the truth that we are loved by God that we are loved by others, that we are worthy of love, that we can and will change the world with the way we care. When we are rooted in love, we sacrifice, and not in the sense of losing ourselves, but in gaining strength, connection, value, relationships, clarity, depth. We show people what it really means to live like Jesus. We show people how the world changes dramatically when others are selfless, when love comes first. When we live rooted in love, it becomes less about us and more about what the purpose of this life is, to care about others, to care about the time here, to give back and to share Jesus, to to be Jesus in a broken world. When we are rooted in love, the trajectory of our lives completely changes 
because we have meaning, because we have purpose, because we realize what matters is not our money, our material possessions, our status, our homes, our cars, our goals, but the legacy we leave in caring about the people around us. In the end, all that remains is love. The last verse says, I like the King James Version. We grew up saying, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Listen here. Here's Here's the application for us to live it out. Paul was confident that the Jewish and Gentile believers can function and love one another. This is astounding, and though it is not naturally possible, God is able to accomplish it. Uh Uh-huh. Though we have diversity, diversity is best expressed not in uniformity but in unity. Though we have differences in classism and, and, and culture, only God is able to bring us all together and connect us with his love. And that's why Paul is saying, ascribing the glory to God, that he would manifest this love in his church, that people wouldn't see just white people there, just black people there, just the Latin people there, but it would be every tribe, every nation, every tongue, surrounding the throne of God. And listen, I tell people this, if you're not ready to dwell with different people on earth, you ain't ready for eternity. If we're going to be living together with somebody for the rest of our lives, you better get to know them real quick. Try to get married to all them them, uh, shows, Love at First Sight, and oh man, I don't know you. I need to know you first. And that's what it is on earth. We got to get to know one another because we're going to spend eternity as an eternal family of God's love. That's good news, y'all. That's good news. You may, your family may have left you here on earth, but you got new family in Christ. It says praise to him for what we are to do. This is impossible for some people, but it's possible through the love of God. And MLK said this, Martin Luther King, he said, I've decided to stick with love because hate is too great of a burden to bear. And I'm going to end on this. Jesus didn't die for us to be apathetic with each other. He rose for us to actively pursue one another in love. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your love. It is uncomprehendable, but thank you that we can comprehend it. Thank you that it completes us, and thank you that it connects us. So as we take communion, God, we are celebrating those arms that were stretched to show how wide, the length of how long you, lo- you hung and how long your love was, and then how God exalted you and how you're coming back for those who you adopted. Thank you for your love being deep, wide, long, strong, and high for us that didn't deserve it, but we're so grateful. So for that, like Paul, we bow our knee and we say thank you and praise to the Most High God. Amen.